Hello, welcome to Two Italian Women and the Stories They Tell with Erica Martin and Diane Bovolino. And sadly, we are not together. Diane, I, I think know. this is the first time we've ever done a Two Italian Women series without being in the same room together. So this is going to be interesting. I know, since August, it's been, that's been quite some time. We are yeah. a pair. We like to be together. I know. I like feeling your energy. You've got the best energy. You kind of picked me up a little bit. So I'm just glad to be seeing your beautiful face today. I am glad to see yours too. So I, I think, that. I'm sorry, honey. What were you saying? I said, I miss, yeah, I miss your beautiful face. I miss your beautiful face. And, you know, last time we talked and we, we aired a segment, it was on kicking off the new year and having new energy. And you gave the beautiful challenge of the word of the year. So why don't you talk a little bit about that and maybe what you selected? I'm curious. Yes. So we talked about what, what word of the year were we all going to pick? And last year, I know I said, I picked the word love. So I was having a hard time selecting my word of the year. And I decided my word of the year is alignment. And the reason I picked that my, my, what I've been working on already, I know it's January 22nd right now. Um, is it really? I know. Where did this month go? Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. So I know, I know. Um, it was like the holidays flew by. And the next thing you know, we're like almost at the end of January. It's crazy. I know. I know. So I've been sharing with um, my clients that I chose alignment. So for me, I mean, alignment with my higher consciousness. And also, in a, I want to be in alignment with the decisions I make this year with my authentic self. So that means my authentic self. It means, oh, you know, what was I meant to do here, down here on this earth? What are my passions? Um, so that's what I've been working on. I love that. That's January beautiful. 1st. Yeah. It's beautiful. And, you know, you kind of been grooming it all along. It's just, this is what you defined as like your focal point for the year. Right. So it's kind yes. of all the things that you've been doing and just saying like, this is like high priority. This is where I'm putting my attention, which is what I love about choosing the word of the year. It's, it's so much different than the energy, let's say of a new year's resolution. Yes, I agree. Right. Because the new year's resolution, we tend to not stick with them. They're very concrete. They're not very fluid. Right. And this is not saying like, oh, I'm making a resolution about something. It's saying I'm making a priority or my focus or attention on something. And so alignment seems like the perfect word choice for you between the business, the book launch, you know, now starting the book club, which, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, perhaps at the end of this. So it's just kind of taking all the things that you've been doing and being really mindful and purposeful on like how you want to bring that like you said, into your life, into the world, you know? And one thing I know, which has always been a huge, um, a major importance for me is family and friends. And I know last year, um, the book launch, the podcast, and really ramping up my business. Um, And not that I didn't see family, Sometimes you, you, right. You can be with family and friends and not, and it, maybe it's quick, 
Um, or maybe you're not totally present, but part of my alignment also is to really be when I'm with my friends, right. To be with my friends, um, to be with my family. And I know the last, um, I know my birthday's the day after Christmas. So you kind of get ripped off a little bit on that one. A little bit. Hello. So I know since I got back from New York, you know, I've been seeing some of my friends and uh, my fiance said, boy, you've been busy. I'm like, yeah, I know. I've been celebrating my birthday. Um, and I know my brother, Dom's like, yeah, your birthday just goes on and on. I'm like, yeah, of course. But as I know. Should, as it should. I said, but also I know I've been, you know, part of my passion's been with my alignment is also taking on, focusing on really being with my friends and my family. I think that's amazing. And you know what I love last year when you talked about when you chose love, you used the word infuse. You said it's about infusing love into all the things that I do. Right. And so this is like, like it's infusing that alignment in, in all the areas that are really important to you and, and, and having that hyper focus on that. And, and I think when we looked back, cause we do groups with empaths and other people we work with, they love the results of when they had the word of the year. Cause we've been doing this a couple of years now with them about how they could see the result of how that word really impacted them in a very positive or powerful way. Right. And so for those of you out there, this is why we ask. This is why we try and give you an assignment. For me, I, I chose a very different word than I would normally choose. You know, I've, I've chosen um, authenticity. I've chosen love. This year, I don't know why that the energy of 2023 for me is like palpable. I, I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like um, feels like warrior energy for me. Does that make sense? Does yes. it? Okay. It does. It Warrior kind of like, mm-hmm. gotta get, gotta get stuff done kind of thing. And, and I think when we look at the number 23, Diane, refresh my memory. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think we looked at it and it said it was all about transformation, revolution, yeah. spiritual awakening. Right. And so yes. just those words alone kind of gave me like a little fiery kind of feeling. So this year I picked fearless and that felt like a power word for me, which is like such a transition from the more spiritual, like lower vibrate, like I don't want to say low vibrational, but more calm, like peaceful kind of energy, fearless, like kind of popped up for me, but it's fearless in the sense of like my chronic disease controls a lot of my life. Right. And so sometimes we will take uh, extra precautions or measures or allow our anxiety or our fear to prevent us from doing things that we really want to do because we're always trying to prepare for any eventuality, you know, or what if I'm not feeling well or what if the, and so this year I'm like, okay, I'm living more from that fearlessness of not allowing things that cause me anxiety and fear to control me to live more for the things that I want to take that risk because they're important. I don't know if that makes sense, but Perfect sense. Yeah. You're going to be a badass this year. You know, I'm feeling a little bit badass energy this year. Yeah. In a very spiritual way, if that's, Mm -hmm. if that's possible. It is. Yeah. It is. Getting rid of the fear, putting myself more in the driver's seat of things that I feel like I really oftentimes don't have control of. I still don't have control of them, 
but I'm not going to allow the fear to rob me of joy or other experiences that are important to me. So I'm kind of in that high vibe energy, which is good. I think I need it. I was very low vibe last year because a lot of the health stuff that was going on, I was kind of like sitting, sitting kind of here. So we'll, we'll see. Well, Well, we actually, if you think we, we actually kicked it, actually the podcast came from both you and I being very sick with COVID. You're right. Um, But yet we were, it, you know, the, the illness put us in a low vibe, but yet we came out of it and conquered it into a high vibe and created this beautiful podcast. You know what? You are so right, Diane. You are. So, and, you know, I think back on times when my illness has been activated and I'm, I'm sure maybe the same for you dealing with autoimmune stuff, when we are forced to kind of take that break and, and take care of ourselves or, or have that downtime, oftentimes really beautiful things will come from that space. I think the trick is to not get so run down that our body forces us to take that break. Exactly. It's like, take the break or read this, read our, the signs the body's given us to take the break. Correct. I know, I know this weekend I, I had to read the signs. So thank you for doing this on zoom. Oh, absolutely. And I've had those moments too. You know, we push ourselves because, you know, we're people pleasers. We don't like disappointing people. We we take our job seriously. We take this podcast seriously. We take being a daughter seriously, you know, all of it. And so it's like, you always feel like something's got to give and you just kind of even don't know where to cut, cut corners. Right. It's like, cause all the things are so important. And I think that's so true of empaths in general. You know, we talk about being empaths on the show all the time, but why Diane, is it so hard for us to yeah. ask for help? It's so hard. Why? I don't even, I don't think it's in, I don't think it's in my vocabulary. I don't, I, I think it's re, I know how hard it is for you. I've been maybe more consciously working on that for many years. And I think the lesson that was most valuably taught to me was it's really ego. It's really like that loss of control. And it's maybe also for some of us losing that sense of, Hey, I'm the one that keeps everybody together. Or I like feeling needed. I like being the the one that's, you know, in control of helping everybody else. And it's, it's like, there's such a confusion that asking for help is like being weak when in reality, it's one of the strongest and most powerful things that we can do, right? It's just being real, you know? So I've learned to embrace it more. And, and I think my disease has been part of it, right? Because I don't really have a choice, but sometimes I'd be like, I need help. I feel horrible today. Or I'm not, a, we talk about those four alignments, right? And what was number four? Um, do your best, recognizing your best isn't always going to be the same on every given day. Like, you know, sometimes I've learned, I just have to adjust, just the bar. But so many people that we know, we struggle with it ourselves, but so many people that I know that are like, truly like the most empathic souls 
happen to be in the nursing field, doctors, uh, what else? Psychiatrists, psychot- like everyone like in the, in the helping field, no surprise that the vast majority are highly empathic and stubborn as hell. Like they would never ask for help. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't think it's just a coincidence. No, like I, I know I cannot get my office unpacked and probably need help unpacking it, but no, I'm, I'll just tell myself I'm going to do it one of these days. Can I help you? <laughs> Is it something I can help you with? I will. I'm serious. Yeah, I probably need help. <laughs> okay. Look at what a great step forward. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Happy, happy to help. You know, and, and it's like, it's, it's I w- just as a message to everyone out there, we all struggle with this. It is our pride, our ego. It's like, oh, I don't want people thinking I can't do it. Or do they think I'm lazy? Or like, that's all like nonsense that we feed ourselves. At the end of the day, if you say, hey, Erica, I need help unpacking my office. And I come over and you and I have a good time and we get it done. Don't you just feel better? Yeah. You felt that way though, Diane. <laughs> Before you even brought it up as an example today. Oh, I, I don't do, I can like pack the stuff up to get to the house, but unpacking, I, it's like, I freeze. I freeze. Is it like paralysis through analysis? Yeah. Like you just get so caught up and what am I going to do with all this that you just. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So now I, I don't, now I don't want to be in the office. So that's why. Right now, I'm down here working in the kitchen. All right. That's a beautiful kitchen, by the way. All right. But then that's something I can help you with. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And you help me with stuff all the time, right? I mean, so that that's what makes us a great team. And that's also why you have friends, to help each other, which, yeah. is, which is, you know, part of being fearless, I guess, is also like getting past the junk that you tell yourself and, and being like, you know what, I'm just not going to let that fear, that narrative, that story get in my way anymore. Like there's things I need or want, and I'm going to start going after them in a positive way, mm-hmm. not with aggression or anything, but right. like, I'm going to get this done. Yeah. So we're going to get that done. Wait till she sees us. She doesn't notice like, well, no, I'm, not, I'm not sending a picture. <laughs> Well, and even if we have to do it a little bit at a time, you know, I mean, and that's the other part of this. We don't have to accomplish everything all at once and having patience of, you know, just chip away a little bit at a time and eventually we're going to get there. But empaths aren't really good at that either. We choose Uh, to go all in. Yeah. Like 2000% in. Yeah. So then like, and then when it doesn't all get done, I just think about it think about it you know I didn't get it all done and then you're more exhausted because that thought takes up a lot of energy Mm -hmm. more energy than you even realize and so then it's like when it comes to having to execute the physical energy that it takes to get you're just too tired at that point oh I know I've been there I'm there (laughs) yeah and you know the part that you and I talked about as we were prepping to do this little segment is how many of our friends, colleagues, coworkers, et cetera, have been struggling with like serious ongoing illness in the last 
six months, you know, and, and they're all, they're all highly empathic. And so it also speaks to how, when we're taking on so much and so much energy from all these other people, how is that affecting us physically? We're maybe more aware of how it affects us mentally, but I, I think it impacts us in a physical way more than people understand, or it can be measured. And emotional. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and to me, emotional goes right to that physical. Absolutely. It's like connected like that, like a puzzle. Absolutely. And so, you know, when I think about it, like I've had two friends who've been struggling with long COVID, you know, for almost a year. One has been at Johns Hopkins in and out of um, the hospital, you know, trying to get the symptoms. I mean, some of them are, you know, pretty striking. I think most people know about the cardiac part that comes with COVID. I think most people do, but the brain fog, the neurological issues, like, you know, on, like for some people, it's usually in their limbs, Mm. um, just really weak in the limbs, primarily the legs or the hands, like where you have to grab things. I mean, she has been, she's a really young girl. I mean, she's, she's a young girl. She's 30 something you know, she's married with kids and she's like, you know, I got COVID and it's changed my whole life. She's on disability. She can't even work anymore. She had to drop out of graduate school. And I'm like, how horrible, you know? And then I have another friend who is like a a little older, not old, but a little bit older. And she's a doctor and she had to like, she's a private practitioner. She had to cut her business in half because she can't work more than five hours a day you know, without being bedridden from the effects of COVID. And she has all the brain issues, the brain fog, the neurological, you know, and people with autoimmune diseases, like increasingly, I, I, I would, if, if I had the time to do a research study, I would love to be able to go out and say, okay, you have an autoimmune disease that, that's been well-documented. Are you an empath? <laughs> Are you a highly sensitive person? Mm-hmm. You know, cause it makes me wonder. It, 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 there's just a, a, a link there somehow. I think we just take on so much energetically that our, our, our physical body just can't mm-hmm. tolerate. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. So how do we manage it? I mean, you're really good at, you know, in your work and in advocating, you know, I do all the talk therapy and then I add some Reiki, but like when you have clients that are really struggling, like what's your, what's your go-to? Yoga really, really is great. Cause you really, um, move mm-hmm. and you move and it really, you're just moving it out of your body. Right. And I know the yoga I teach is the vinyasa flow. So it's, it's not, that it, it, it's not that it's easy, it's, but it's not all that hard. And it's amazing on Saturday, I taught in our class and how much better I know I felt afterwards. And yeah, you said that. You said that you honestly, yeah. like even like your migraine that you suffer with was like. Yeah. I just felt anew. And um, I just started out with a mantra. We did a little meditation first, my client and I, and it was like, you know, release negativity, did a reading, like all is well. And we got our heart beating. And after an hour, we felt great. 
Mm-hmm. And I always do Reiki at the end. Even if I have a group class, I'll send Reiki to the whole group and go around and do a little bit of Reiki. And even that five minutes of Reiki integrates all that yoga. Yeah. Um, but that's, I think that's, you know, one of the best ways for me to really get everything, you know, flowing and moving. And, you know, that was the gateway to kind of get me into this too. I think I've shared, you know, once I got into yoga, I felt more grounded, more present, you know, you can't really think about anything else, right? Exactly. You have to breathing. Yeah. And how to stand or how to balance pose if you're thinking about all this and it's harder than it looks for people out there who are like, Oh, it looks so easy. (laughs) Yeah. Looks easy. doesn't mean it is easy. Right. And you're thinking right, right leg, left, you know, left arm, your brain's, you know, working. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is right now I'm taking a class um, for continuing education on um, Alzheimer's. And a lot of what I'm learning is how yoga and meditation helps all of us um, to combat getting Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is I'm, I'm only on module three, but a lot of it is we're using our, you know, our brain and the and, brain and parts of the brain that we probably underutilize, mm-hmm. which is why they say like, do puzzles, keep the brain active, do things that challenge the brain, you know, not to say that, I mean, if, it, if it's genetic or you're predisposed, you're obviously at higher risk and some things are unavoidable, but there are things you can do, like you said, to just improve brain function overall. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they, they did a study. Don't ask me when, uh, um, about the effects of meditation and different types of noise. Like, you know, how you have white noise. Mm-hmm. They also have like green noise, pink noise, brown noise, and like how those sound waves actually affect and stimulate different parts of the brain. And, and meditation was, was shown to prove to, um, remarkably improve certain aspects that are related to like being calm, being more centered, being more grounded. So, you know, for people who are like, Oh, it's a bunch of hooey, there's actual science where they measure and and examine the brain before and after, you know, and those things are pretty conclusive. So for those who need more evidence, it's out there. It's wonderful. And I always say when I kick my classes up, the most difficult part is getting to the class. It's getting yourself on that mat. So I'm always like, pat yourself on the back. Absolutely. Just getting there. Um, And then once you get into it, like, you know, like our energy doing this, your energy with your teacher or with your other classmates, just really, you know, boosts everything. Absolutely. And you're a great teacher, by the way. And you do virtual classes, which many people out there, who are like, where do I even get into a class? I know sometimes that's the hardest thing or people, you know, I have some clients who really battle with weight issues and they feel uncomfortable or they feel like, you know, I don't know if I want to take a class or I feel kind of stigmatized. I'm sensitive about my weight. There's a lot of virtual things that you can do in the privacy of your own home. You do that. You do private coaching, things like that. You know, there, there's a lot out there. So for people who are listening and saying, I've never tried, or maybe I want to try, but here's all the reasons right? why I won't. And you can turn your camera off when you're in a class and you can just right. watch the instructor. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to, I, I've been in classes and I've turned my camera off 
and yoga yeah. is about you. It's about, it's your yoga. It's your poses. No competition. It's That's just how it should it. be. But I, but you know, for people who've had those issues, a lot of people for the same reason don't want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I feel self-conscious or I feel overweight or I don't, I don't know really my form or how to exercise. And so I don't want to be in front of other people. I feel embarrassed. Like there's just so many, I mean, there's Peloton and all kinds of, did we just do a plug for them? There's Peloton, the mirror, all these different things that are coming out that I think are catering to people who, you know, want to be in the privacy of their own home. And, and maybe it affords them more opportunities to work out from a time perspective too, as we know, which is oftentimes limited when we're super busy. Mm-hmm. So it's all about just taking care of your mind, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for, for so many people out there coming into this new year, you know, it really is this kind of like rebellious, like we talked about transformative and rebellious kind of energy. So you may actually feel that energy shift, which, which Diane and I, you actually pointed this out, which I thought was really in, really insightful is that maybe even that energy shift has some of us feeling um, vibrationally a little different, you know? Yeah. I was maybe like, a little low. low. Yeah. Just a little low. low. Mm-hmm. And that ties into things you've brought up. I believe um, the seasonal depression, not enough sunlight, right? People who are struggling with seasonal depression, do have a propensity to have very low vitamin D, which we naturally get from the sun other times of the year. But not only do you have low vitamin D, your body can't metabolize vitamin D. So that might be something to talk to your primary care doctors about. Um, They can actually do it by prescription in higher doses so that your body can get more and metabolize it. You talked about the light you have. Yes, I have it here. I I had it on earlier, everybody. When, oh, that's pretty cool. It's not like, yeah. this, I, I don't know. I imagine like this big, like, and I just set it over when we were just talking before, uh, you know, I just set it beside myself and turn it on while we were on zoom earlier. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So just a little reminder, if those of you are feeling a little lower energy, having a hard time transitioning into this year, you're not alone. You're in good company. Um, but focus on that word of the year, focus on some kind of movement, whatever that is going to be for you, but something that gets you moving, gets that energy shifting, helps you work through that stress. And, you know, Mm -hmm. Diane, anything you want to wrap up with, I want to say to all of the wonderful empaths out there, nurses, doctors, healthcare workers, social workers, you name it, spiritual workers, like, thank you. Thank you for all you do. I have have so many clients in these fields who are so burnt out and overwhelmed right now. I feel like sometimes it's a really thankless job to all of you. You know, I'm going to be sending you Reiki. And Diane, how exhausting is Reiki? Yeah, it's very, um, it's very exhausting. I know I was saying to Erica that um, I think due to the low vibration right now in January, the lack of sun, at least here in Maryland, even with my light, I'm, I'm feeling um, pretty exhausted. And the, I've had many uh, Reiki sessions and some Reiki te- teaching and it's just exhausting. Uh, I love it. 
but it's been very, very um, exhausting this month. Um, so trying to re replenish, drinking a lot of water, my green tea, um, trying to make sure I had some sushi last night, high protein, um, mm -hmm. trying to do just what I tell, you know, my clients. Mm -hmm. And one thing as a little uh, reminder to everyone, I think we talked about this, it's the slow time of year. So let's all just trying to keep that in mind and telling myself and getting extra sleep and taking it slow and canceling plans when I have to, which I had to do a lot of canceling of plans this weekend to take care of myself. And you need to do that and you can't feel guilty about doing it. So for those of you out there who are like, I feel this guilt, well, don't do what we sometimes do, which is overdue, overextend, boom, you're sick. And then you end up canceling a lot more than just a weekend plan. You end up you know, sick for several weeks and then you really, you know, are low functioning a lot longer. So take those little breaks and be patient. One little bite-sized piece at a time, Diane and your office, and I'll help you do your office. Thank you. I'm excited about that. And yeah. ask for help people. When things are too much, ask for help. A good friend's going to help you or at I least help you figure out. You know, I okay. booked a spa appointment last night. Yeah. Just something to look forward to. Absolutely. You know? And it can just be a little mini spa appointment. It doesn't have to be anything big. Um, Get your nails done. Give yourself a facial if you if you want yes. it home. A self-care yes. day at home, a bubble bath. You know, I always go to the bubble bath. That's kind of like yeah. my thing. I did that too. I did that. I did a bubble bath the other day with some products you gave me. I got a little short pedicure the other day. Yes. So... And, um, but yeah, it's been fabulous. So I'm glad that we got to be with all of you today. And I know we have some stuff to, to what wrap up with. What do we have? Well, we have the book club for females United that we were talking about. And I believe we said it's going to be the first Tuesday of every month. And that will be beginning on April 4th. Yep. So that will be the first Tuesday of every month, beginning April 4th. And I believe we said that it was going to be, I do have notes on this, from 7 to 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for any of you who are interested, you can certainly send us a little message. We'll happily get back to you. You can email us at two women. And I think the stories we tell. But in the end, it's always in our in our notes. Okay. She's always a technical person as we discussed. So if you're interested, we already have some people signed up. Oh, and the cost, um, we will get back to you on, I believe we said roughly $35. Yeah. Um, 35 to 40. Yeah. $40 on the book will be included. Diane's book that, you know, had launched when, when was your launch date? Um, September and the actual, I actually got the book in early November. Right. And so mine, which was supposed to launch in December and then in February has now been, when did she extend it to May? I May. think coming out in May. So hopefully by May, well, you'll have a copy of Diane's book. You'll have a copy of the book um, that comes out with the co-authors. We're going to have authors come and speaking at the group. We're going to have, you know, a lot of guest speakers. So it's going to be fun. If nothing else is about bringing people together, women together, sharing good energy, sharing our stories, things that we can all relate to as women. 
and empaths. And so if you're interested, please hit us up. We'd love to have you join the group that we've already got together and hopefully get even more people on board. Yes. Yeah. And again, we are on our, our podcast is on all the platforms out there now. We've been on um, Apple a little over a month now. So uh, any feel free to put any reviews out there. And again, if we've earned any five stars, we truly appreciate it. And to the person that just gave us a five star, we're high fiving you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yes, we got our first um, five star in Apple. So we're quite excited. <laughs> Thank and you. we've also just um, gotten on board with Wisdom, which mm-hmm. is another platform for self-help. Um, and they reached out to us to bring us on board because they felt that we brought some expertise and experience that they were looking for. So you can find us there as well. And it's actually a great platform for those of you that are looking for more self-help kind of, kind of things. There's such a wide variety of things out there. And we did find out, we found out we're up pretty high in Denmark. Didn't we? Yeah, we we are very popular. Hello, Denmark. Yes. Thanks for joining us. We do love you. Yes. We appreciate you. We can give you guys the stats on um, <laughs> what two categories were up very high in Denmark. So we're very excited about that. Um, in the meantime, set your own goals, your own happiness for this year. Enjoy the little small things, whether it's a one five-star review or a one afternoon bubble bath. Take care of you. I think that would be such a good way to maybe end this. Diane, what do you think? Yes. Yes. And again. Much love from us. Stay safe and well till next time. Bye. Bye.